Holy Gospel of our Lord Jesus Christ according to Mark. Teaching in the temple, Jesus said, Beware of the scribes who like to walk around in long robes and be greeted with respect in the marketplaces and to have the best seats in the synagogues and places of honor at banquets. They devour widows' houses and for the sake of appearance say long prayers. They will receive the greater condemnation. He sat down opposite the treasury and watched the crowd putting money into the treasury. Many rich people put in large sums. A poor widow came and put in two small copper coins, which are worth a penny. Then he called his disciples and said to them, Truly I tell you, this poor widow has put in more than all those who are contributing to the treasury. For all of them have contributed out of their abundance. But she, out of her poverty, has put in everything she had, all she had to live on. The Gospel of the Lord. Spirit. Amen. Please be seated. So I would wager that this passage from the gospel is a bit familiar to folks, especially this time of year, because it is a favorite topic, a favorite selection for stewardship sermons. Don't worry, this is not one of them. We've already done that. Uh, but typically, we get to this passage and we say, oh yeah, yeah, the widow's might, right? She gives everything she has. She's so good. That's how we're supposed to be and give everything to the church. And um, check. Got it. All right, I'm going to go sit down. All right. Um, but actually, if we only talk about that, and that's a worthy message, no doubt. I mean, sure, you know, uh, this is not a, a terrible passage to choose for a stewardship sermon uh, by any means. She is to be lauded for what she does. Um, but to only focus on that uh, is to commit once again the grievous sin of domesticating the gospel. Uh, we like to find the passage in the story that's the easiest and most comfortable and sort of sit with that, you know, that makes Jesus look the sweetest and kindest. Because uh, that's what we want of Jesus. We want a, a non-critical, good news, love everybody, peace, love, happiness, unconditional love, feed the widows, orphaned, and the poor. Um, that's the Jesus we want. Uh, but in truth, that's not what this passage is about. There's a very particular reason why the gospel writer partnered these two things of these two experiences or speaking parts of Jesus, if you will. There's a reason why those are, are partnered about the scribes and then follows with the widow giving all that she has. And that is, um, he is sharply criticizing the status quo. Sharply criticizing the status quo. Uh, if we choose to domesticate the gospel, um, what happens is we get to Good Friday and we say, why did anybody ever want to kill Jesus? He was such a nice young man. Why would anybody be upset with him? Well, this is one of those passages that shows exactly how radical and how revolutionary Jesus was and how critical he was. What a prophet he was and how unafraid he was of doing the thing that would make him most unpopular, knowing it was going to take him to the cross. But there were words that needed to be said. There were criticism that, that needed to happen. 
And so there's a very particular reason why he criticizes the scribes and then praises the widows in the next passage. So something we need to know about the scribes and the temple authority is, ladies, as we all know, we are not at all capable of handling financial matters. <laughs> our brains don't work well enough that when our husbands die, we cannot be entrusted with their estates. Am I right, Evelyn? <laughs> you are right. We can't be trusted with such matters. So what would happen? The temple authorities and the scribes, they took the men's estates after they died and managed them for the widows. Oh. That makes us hear this passage of devouring widows' houses quite differently, doesn't it? It's no longer metaphor. It's no longer simply a critique of how could you watch the widow put everything she has in it and let her do that. No, no, no. The reason she only has those two coins to put in in the first place is because of the scribes in their long robes, in their wealthy and expensive seats in the synagogue, walking around in great show, putting lots of money in the treasury that wasn't theirs in the first place. That's the critique because the widow has nothing because they have it all. He is criticizing the corrupt system. That's what's happening here. So we get to Good Friday and we think, why, why would the temple authorities want to kill the Messiah? Because he very boldly and proudly, like a good prophet, stood up and said, you have corrupted the thing that God has put you in charge of, and you are killing people through it. This is not a pretty story about a precious old lady. That's how we domesticate it. This instead is a story about a woman, a strong woman, who in the face of having everything taken away from her, has faith ten times, a hundred times, a thousand times stronger than the very scribes and prophets with whom that faith has been entrusted. Because they come to the treasury and they give out of the gravy of the gravy of the gravy of their lives. They give out of the funds that were never theirs in the first place that they've been entrusted with and they make a grand show of it. Aren't I generous? Oh yes, aren't you generous? And here this woman in a true depth of faith comes forward and puts in the only thing she has because she believes so deeply in the power of God that even in the face of such corruption in the very system that's supposed to protect her, she still wants to do something. That even in the presence of the very men who are the cause of her poverty, she still believes that there is goodness that God is powerful and deserves anything she might have left to give. He is condemning these scribes because here is a woman who has true faith where they have lost theirs for the sake of corruption and money. 
No wonder they put him on a cross. No wonder. We would be right, right to question whether or not the woman should put her money in in the first place. You know, for as much as she should be lauded, we also can ask the question, is she being manipulated? That's a worthy question. Further condemning the scribes because they should be taking care of her. That's their job. But instead, they have been blinded by the trappings of wealth and power and money. And she has become invisible. This is the great power of Christ in his preaching and in his teaching is to shine a light in the corners that everyone else would keep hidden. And boy, did he shine a light today. He shamed the very leaders entrusted with the well-being of others and lifted up someone that everyone wishes we could just forget. I encourage you to spend some time with this story this week. I'm not going to tie it up in a tight bow because I can't. I'm struggling with it myself. So I encourage you to sit with her with this story of the continued love, yes, unconditional love, an example of great faith that Christ lifts up for us, but also the critique he brings to us again and again of our own systems, of the way we live in this world, of the people that we wish would just stay hidden in the corner because we're part of why they are there. Next week, I'm going to share with you, in place of my sermon, um, a sermon from a, a much greater preacher, and that is the presiding bishop of the Episcopal Church, Michael Curry. He preached to all of us on Friday at annual council in the Diocese of Atlanta, Holy Innocence, and he brought it. The, you think I move a lot when I preach? I got nothing on him. He brought it. And a good question about who are we as Christians and what is it we are called to do and how do we claim that term Christian anew. So this is a tee up for next week. Come, open and ready to hear a message not only of good news but of challenge from our presiding bishop that invites us, invites us to examine, to reassess, to consider, and even at times be willing to be condemned about our own systems, our own language, our own identity, and how we might be transformed to better carry the message of love into the world.